World Economic Data from 1950 reveals that the average income worldwide has increased 440%. With more money, you are purchasing the luxury car, the elite consumer good brands, going for that vacation to Goa or Ladakh or to a hill station, etc. Then why is it? that people today are unhappier than they were in 1950. Can money buy us happiness? This is a question that many philosophers have pondered over. And what is our own experience? As little children, our toys came through money and they gave us immense joy. As we grew further, our vehicle was purchased with money. And whether you went to restaurants or cinema halls, it cost you money. Then as a young adult, your apartment and your car were also purchased through money. So the experience seems to validate that money has a direct correlation with happiness. However, this is not the case. World economic data from 1950 reveals that the average income worldwide has increased 440%. Which means we have now the ability to buy so much more. Then why is it that people today are unhappier than they were in 1950? Joe Dominguez and Vic Robbins, they have formulated a fulfillment curve which shows how our happiness increases as we enhance our spendings and they have divided the spendings into four phases the first is survival needs the second is comforts the third is luxuries and the fourth is overconsumption when your spending is in the first phase you are meeting your survival needs with the money, which is the basic food, clothing, shelter and minimal transportation. Out here, money makes a huge difference to the quality of your life. It's the difference between starving and having bread on your plate. But once the survival needs are met. Now any further expenditure takes you into the second stage, which is comforts. Here you are spending to purchase your mobile, which is not essential, but it can definitely add to the quality of your life. You have now a few sets of shoes and slippers for different occasions. An opportunity to go once in a while to a restaurant and meet your other comfort needs. 
out here enhancement in spending does continue to increase your happiness but in a lesser extent so the fulfillment curve in the second stage has flattened a bit then you enter the third stage which is luxuries now it's not a matter of mere comforts with more money you are purchasing the luxury car the elite consumer good brands going for that vacation to goa or ladakh or to a hill station etc out here again to some extent the enhanced spendings increases your experience of fulfillment in life but at a much slower rate so the fulfillment curve has now flattened out even further and then you enter the fourth stage overconsumption now you have gone beyond luxuries into indulgences where you are blowing up money on parties on multiple vacations on multiple drinks of foreign brands etc at this stage the happiness you get from enhanced spending starts reducing and why is that because on one side increased income requires harder work and on the other side the fulfillment from what you are getting has flattened out let me read about it to you from the art and science of happiness almost all philosophical traditions state that money cannot buy you all the happiness you need 2000 years ago roman philosopher seneca said money has yet to make anyone rich why have philosophers taken this view understand it from your own experience of life in college when you bought a motorcycle it gave you a kick but its thrill soon faded and then to get the same kick you needed a maruti suzuki the basic model car yet with time its pleasure too disappeared and you then desired a honda after a while the honda became your norm and you sought the excitement of driving a mercedes the learning is that pleasures we cherish provide a thrill for only a little while after their acquisition soon they become mundane as the high wears off then our mind looks for the next kick usually at an even higher cost and in this cycle there is no end one sadhu renunciant monk came to the palace of a king the king honored welcomed him and said o sage how can i serve you 
you must have some need which I can help you with. The sage said, O king, I have this little renunciant spot. If you fill it for me with goods from your kingdom, that will suffice. The king said, What are you asking for? Don't you know the extent of my opulence? You are surely making a mistake. The sage said, O king, greed is a bad thing. Just fill this for me. The king instructed his servants to get precious stones. They kept pouring them into the renunciant's pot. But no matter how much they put in, the pot remained ever empty. The struggle continued for many hours and then the king admitted defeat. He said, Sadhu, what is this magical pot which you have? The Sadhu said, Raja, this is the heart of human beings. Its greed is such, there is never any satiation. The more you have, the more you want. Have you ever heard of anyone saying, I have got enough? Never, because the greed pushes them forever further. That is why Bhartri Hariji Maharaj put it so well when he said, Satu Bhavati Daridri Asya Trishna Vishala Manasicha Paritushte Kortavan Kodaridraha. That person is poor in this world. Not one whose possessions are less, but whose desires are many. He may possess 60 sets of dresses, but his intellect tells him, after two months I need to repeat my dresses. Oh my God, how terrible. If I had 120, it would be enough for four months. This person is experiencing a shortage of 60 sets of dresses. Bhartri Hariji says, that person is poor and not the one who has three sets, but says, one to wear, one to wash, one to press. What deficiency is there? The same king who had his eyes opened by the monk then decided he wants to select a wise minister for his court. So he filled up a garden with precious ware and valuables and announced a competition for his citizens. He said whoever can bring from this treasure garden the most invaluable thing and justify the reason for its importance. I will select that person as my minister. Many were attracted. They all failed to impact the king by their choices. Until one ordinary looking man came. He walked around the garden and came empty handed to the king. The king asked him, what did you select of importance from the garden? That person said, O oh king, 
I did my selection, but you have come empty-handed. O king, my selection is contentment. Contentment is the real wealth. Without contentment, the fire of desire will continue to burn. In America, the top professional basketball players earn upwards of 50 to 100 million dollars a year. But statistics reveal that a few years after their retirement, 60% of them go bankrupt. They had enough for generations, but their greed, their lavishness made them spend indiscriminately until they became impoverished. The same is the track record for winners of the American Lotto. A year or two after getting the jackpot, some of them have committed crime, gone to jail, got divorced, been murdered. Invariably, their level of happiness which spiked after the winning the prize came back down and even lower than before. That is why the real wealth is the ability to be contented. Manasi chapari tushte Kurthavan Kodaridra. One who is contented is not poor. So, spend to meet your survival needs. Spend to meet your comfort needs. Indulge a little in the luxuries that you may feel desirable. But beyond that, remember, money will not bring you any further happiness.